With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's lights out and away we go. G'day, it's James Baldwin here welcoming you to another episode of Oz F1. Our first of 2020 and we are back, baby, for our second season. And I'm joined, as always, by my friends and yours, two Thomases, Tommy T and thomasjcamp.com.au for 2020. Boys, hello to you. Boys, we're back. Hello, it's good to, It's bloody good to be back, boys. It feels, like, oh. it feels like it was only yesterday that we were finishing up for, for 2019. And, but uh, some exciting things will be going on, at least in the last week. Exciting things except for Renault because we haven't seen a picture of their new car yet. But uh, we have seen a teaser of a black halo. And that's it, apparently. And we like it. It's already yeah, the best yeah. car on the grid because everything Ooh, else yeah. is a carbon copy of 2019 <laughs> except for Williams, but we won't go there. We'll come, well, we will go there eventually. We'll come back to it. But, boys, uh, 2019 was, uh, well, it was another year of Hamilton domination, therefore boredom. I think he just won some big international sports person award, I think, for being paid the most money literally for doing the least amount of work. Uh, <laughs> I think that was the title of it. And uh, Daniel Ricciardo is he's here for his last year in Renault before he steps into Ferrari, which is uh, which is very exciting. And I've heard that from at least three sources. All three of those sources <laughs> were just me. Uh, <laughs> bold, bold predictions early on. Bold. Very bold from Bob. You love it. You've got to just sort of run straight out of the gates with your bold predictions. But, boys, I thought what we'd do ahead of the 2020 season, like we did last year when it was just Campy and I, and uh, I don't recommend you go and listen to that podcast because it was absolutely (laughs) terrible in every single way. This will be better. We have more of an idea of what we're doing. We don't have Michael Best sitting in the corner being bored and falling asleep whilst trying to record us because we can all do that ourselves now. Uh, But we're here to talk about 2020. So, boys, Let's go through what we've seen in terms of car reveals, uh, what we're going to look out for drivers-wise this uh, coming testing season, of course, but also for the entire year. And then the point that I really want to talk about is uh, the silly season, as far as I am concerned, started at the end of 2019 for 2021. Uh, And, of course, I just had that bold prediction of Daniel Ricciardo to Ferrari, but we will get there. So let's talk about the car reveals, boys. Uh, As I said, everyone has basically revealed their car except for Alfa Romeo, which is going to be exactly the same as last year anyway and Renault which is going to be exactly the same as last year anyway the only yeah, really yeah. new car uh, that we've seen was Williams and I think it looks bloody fantastic uh, now that I it doesn't it's great now yeah. it doesn't have a, a Russian oil supplier plastered <laughs> all over it that's gone to Alpha uh, but I think it looks bloody fantastic people are saying it looks like a toothpaste car though I don't know I don't so get that it looks like a mint stripe I think but you know maybe we just don't have that kind of toothpaste in Australia boys yeah I'm looking forward to seeing the all-black Renault, which could be uh It might just be a testing special, but it looks pretty good. We did hear that, but we haven't seen their car yet, so they could be the Williams of last season and fail to show up on day one of testing. <laughs> Let's that hope could not. Be, it, testing literally starts in about three hours. Yeah, so and Cyril has said, test, no, so. no, no, don't stress. We're all good. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to have a car. And that's exactly what Claire Williams said this time last year as well. So I am nervous, <laughs> if I'm honest. I don't, I don't trust him at all. No. Nah. Not one bit. Yeah. So I think he came out and he was basically saying, he's like, what's the point? The media forces us to do all this crap. Basically, we bring out last year's car with a couple of spoilers and a bit of bits. We stick on and maybe a new livery and keep you all happy. He's like, do you really want us to muck around with that or do you want us to work on a real car? So, I mean, that's what he's saying, but I think it's just because they're running behind schedule, to be honest. Bit of a tough... Bit of tough talk from Cyril right there. Yeah, relax, mate. <laughs> but let's be honest. I mean, everyone else has managed all to do of it. Last I think season. that's a but that's a ridiculous comment to make when all of the other racing teams are able to do it. Yeah, I mean, they are. He's kind of right in the fact that it is basically just last year's car with a new livery and some bits. But I mean, what, yeah, they at least are doing something. <laughs> we've we've been given these like dark room kind of filthy shots that don't really say much and they're just digital kind of images of the Renault. There's nothing. 
all of last year, Reno overpromised and underperformed. So I think we're going to see this. Well, there's there's two things in that. The dark photos are like the Subaru when they released the WRX, the first boxy yeah. one, and you couldn't actually see the car because it was so ugly at the time. <laughs> yeah. And the second thing is it feels like that Cyril promised Daniel more than what actually yeah. delivered. And I still think he should have been in a McLaren seat because that is a team that obviously rocketed up last year compared to 2018. No. But this year and next year, Mercedes, Mercedes power. power for 2021, mm. you've got a massive amount of people behind you in terms of um, the factory working on really beautiful, fast cars for the road as well as for the track, whereas Renault's making Clios and vans. Like, it's just not the same, although Mercedes makes vans as well, but they're also doing a much <laughs> oh, better job. I'd love to have that RS Sport over the new Valkyrie that's come out. So. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> Probably because you couldn't fit into the Valkyrie, to be fair. I don't think anyone can. It's going to be that little. <laughs> Well, let's start with Alfa Romeo because we'll do it alphabetically. Alfa Romeo have been on track with Kimi with their testing livery. They did something similar last year in terms of the uh, the black livery. Let's assume that it's going to be pretty much the same for for 2020 compared to the 19. Of course, it's just going to have that all-in um, sponsor now stuck on the side, thanks to Robert, mm. who has who's jumped teams into a much better team. I yes. think it's. I, I mean, I think Alfa Romeo is still such a, a fresh new team as it is. It, I'm not disappointed that it's not going to change too much, if that makes sense. It's not something yeah. like Mercedes, which has been the same pretty much for 400 years. So well, Alfa Romeo. Let's, let's hope for Kimmy's sake that uh, the guy has a stellar first half of the year like he did last year, and we'll see mm. where they go. Because I don't think from we haven't heard much about them over the off season at all, no. which says to me that. They're probably going to scrape through and they're probably looking at 2021 realistically as a genuine chance to jump up that midfield. Yeah. So this year is probably going to be a lot of what we saw from them last year. I think it's going to be... He's a star and we love him. Let's let's bolt on as many Ferrari parts as we can get our hands on and then go from there. Yeah. If they can get as much as they possibly can, which is what Haas is doing and what a lot of the Mercedes teams are doing. Like They're getting as much as they possibly can and they're doing their own aero packs and that's about it. Yeah, and it's interesting too that they're giving Robert the first crack in the car as a reserve driver at the test. So Kimmy did the shakedown last weekend and then him and Giovinazzi are splitting responsibilities on the first day, which I thought was a really interesting move to get him in the car as a reserve driver because his chances of actually driving are slim to none. I think Kimmy's got maybe something else to go do. (laughs) He might be preoccupied. He's probably drinking. Prior engagement. <laughs> He's like, Robert, you got this, mate? Yeah, cool, boy. <laughs> you take over? Yeah, cool. Top lad, top lad. <laughs> top drinker. Love hey, it. let's talk about the uh, the new now. Uh, this is going to kill me. How are you going to say this? Are you going to say it correctly or are you going to say it incorrectly? Well, because it's not Alpha Tory. It's Alpha Tauri. Tauri. Look, it's stupid. All, it's not what it is. Alpha Tally. That's I was going like. to pronounce it properly. I was I was going to say Toro Rosso. Is that wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> right. Can we make this an Oz F1 rule for the year and just call it Toro Rosso all year? And can we do it? To, can we hold, can we hold out and do it the whole year? It so long like as we go back to you. calling all of the other teams their original names as well. Yeah, Minardi. Tyrrell. Tyrrell. <laughs> we call we yeah. call Red Bull goes back to Minardi. We've got Mercedes goes back to Tyrrell and Jordan and all. Anyway, I think that's going to get very confusing very quickly. So Let's all agree yeah. that Alpha Tuari Tori, the fashion show, the blue steel fashion show <laughs> that happened with Hansel the other day, was yeah. very much focused in completely oh, the wrong man. area. Oh, man. <laughs> Kenby, give, us, give us 20 seconds on how much you love Avatari and this whole I thing. I can derelict uh, my own balls. Uh, this is really basically like what's going to be happening. The, the livery looks spot on. Yeah. The suits look spot on. Yeah. Um, and they're no longer the junior team anymore. They're the sister team, which tells me they want them to really step up. And yeah. It actually cost Dietrich Massage, he's the owner of Red Bull. He actually puts more money into Alpha. Towery um, every year than what he does Red Bull because Red Bull sort of it, that that mm. pays for itself almost yep. with the amount of marketing and the business stuff they All got the on the size. Yep. Whereas he used to put more money into the Toro Rosso. So 
I'm yep. just going to call it Toro Rosso. <laughs> seriously, this is going to do my head yeah. in. Look, I think but, it's also going to be better for Pierre Gasly and for Kvyat to know that they're not mm. in the junior team and they're in a different – well, it's sister team, sure, but it's now just more of a different team. You know, having the blue yeah. and all of the Red Bull guys, the four of them standing together all kind of in blue race suits just was like, yeah, here are the big guys and here are the baby brothers. And, yes, it's a logical yeah. step, but when both Gasly – and Kvyat have both been in the main team and then been de- demoted. I think it's better for them psychologically as well to have that opportunity. And we can see that, you know, I mean, Gasly had, had drove that car towards the end of 2019 better than he was driving the Red Bull. You know, totally. we heard it in we heard it in um, Drive to Survive, who I just want to talk about, season two coming up uh, on Netflix with Danny Rick saying, you know, I'm for the very beginning of last season, I'm, I'm guessing about the Renaults, you know, I'm learning all of these new things, how the car operates, how the pedals feel, how or like everything is different. And because mm. you're right, Camby, I mean, you're pouring more money into Toro Rosso when you're Dietrich because it's not self-propelling like the Red Bull factory team. There's just not the same level of technical knowledge and everything else. Yes, they share stuff, but it's just not the same. So hopefully this mm. uh, and uh, oh, okay. What it, also, it's the 2004 Williams livery. It's not new. It looks delicious. I agree with you, but it's it's, it's already been done. So I was like, is that Rubens yeah. Barrichello? No, it's not. But sometimes less anyway. is more. This is the thing. Yeah, yeah I, I, agree. Really like I agree. Yeah, the thing I like about it too, it's just not filled with sponsors either. Yeah. which just it's, look. I get sponsorships part of the sport. Yeah. But when you, you see cars like, the, you know, like cars like the Williams where it's just got sponsorship absolutely everywhere, to see a car with zero that yeah. I could see from that launch off the top of my head Very from subtle. memory, it, yeah. I, just, I reckon it looks great. Yeah. I think the big well, thing I mean, that they've, they've come out and said this year is that so many more Red Bull parts are going to be made available. They're keeping a few fundamental kind of suspension concepts separate and those kind of things, but otherwise anything that the Red Bull can make available, they will. So the AlphaTauri is going to be as specced up as it's ever been and competing again, hopefully. Look, just bring it on. Well, I, I want more competition in the midfield to, and towards the front, you know, and I want that for Williams too and I want that for Haas. You know, Haas is the same in terms of sponsorship. I think it's very little, but I think the whole point of this new AlphaTauri team is that that is the, the brand should be the main focus. That That's it for them. That, that's mm. the, it's your trench coat, Campy, that you it's bought for yourself exercise. for Christmas last year because you loved it so much and the $400,000 coat that you put on. It looks You look great in it too, which you is fantastic in, I, I in your flight attendant yeah, figure. Um, all right, mm. Ferrari, well, uh, yep, it's red. Good. Looks, I mean, looks uh, exactly the same as last year. It's like one of those spot the differences you get as a kid. It's like pick out how many differences there are. And we've come back Head with Head onto our Instagram page and I just, I was just, <laughs> I'm like, how many Spider-Man memes can I make here before this gets boring? <laughs> yeah, I feel so like we're coming keep going. fast from you. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's just ridiculous. Anyway, Ferrari looks exactly the same. Are they going to be, oh, look, I, I think the big thing is that the rear wing looked a little bit different to me. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously the front wing has changed as well. Do we think that they're going to do anything decent this year, boys, or do we think that they are really just waiting for 2021 and putting most of their attention there? Yeah, it sounds like all they've tried to do is go, okay, we had a very low drag car and we were pretty crap in medium speed corners. Let's try and get some more downforce in those and kind of that was the only real improvement they were looking for, I think. If they can keep it, it's pretty low drag on fast tracks, but it's a a marginal improvement in that kind of medium speed corner. They were going to be happy, I think. I think they'll probably end up third in the constructors. They'll get some race wins and they'll be competitive, but I think they'll go backwards one position because I just think Red Bull's pretty set and primed this yep. year. We haven't seen right. a lot of aero, we haven't seen a lot of aerodynamic changes, which will help Red Bull. They can build off what they knew learnt last year, and mm-hmm. they always finish really well. And their their development throughout the season yeah. is far better than everyone else. So I think Ferrari will go backwards in the constructors, but they'll be competitive. Yeah. Most weekends. Yeah. It's, it's, you got to point out that all of these cars are going to be evolutionary, not revolutionary because of last year and like the lack of changes in the rules. Everything's just a tweak. There's nothing really that's gone, wow, this is a brand new concept of anything. Nothing's like that brand new. It's tweaks and subtleties. And this is the last year of our turbo, turbo hybrid era that that is going to change for 2021. So naturally teams are going to catch up and the, the playing field's going to be a lot more even because we've had six or seven years of the same engine, essentially. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's going to be an interesting year from that standpoint. But I can't... Like, 
Merck, Ferrari, and Red Bull will still be the top three teams. Yeah. Let's talk about Haas uh, because the car has gone back a couple of years in terms of design philosophy now it's, that the, uh, the like energy drink s- formerly known <laughs> as <yes>. Rich <laughs> trying to scrub exited. it from history like it never happened. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think they're probably going to be a lot like Alfa Romeo Campion and you sort of nailed it on the head where it, you're talking about a lot of scraping through, more focused on 21. And that's probably, and it, it's weird to say this, but it's probably more of that Ferrari customer and Ferrari own team mentality is that they're all like, yeah, it's not really worked for us in the last couple of years. How about we just focus our attention on this new power unit that we're going to put together, a new aero and everything else that we're going to share. And obviously there's a lot more of that in 2021 regulations, at least of sharing that information from the factory teams down through to the customers. That would mean good things for Haas because generally at the very beginning of the season, the car is much better than when it is at the end. And we've spoken at length about how they suck at developing through the year and need more money and all that sort of other stuff. But in terms of the driver lineup though, really for these guys, I don't, I still don't think that 2020 is really going to deliver them anything. And I just don't see where they're going to be value added come 2021. Well, they're an American team owned by an American comp- like company now. So, mm. sorry, as in F1's owned by an American, an American media company. So, it's important for the sport to have an American team yeah. in this category. Because the way that... You should that, have put like, a Confederate flag talking, on it then. <laughs> yeah, they should. Double down. Why not? I think... Because it's only rednecks that watch motorsport over there anyway. Yes, <laughs> so rednecks. That's not derogatory, by the way. I am one, but... <laughs> you are. <laughs> you should live there. Yeah. I was just re-watching the last series of Drive to Survive on Netflix. You're a man after my this, own heart. This next one. And what we saw was how useless and inconsistent the two house drivers were two years ago, let alone this year, which we've just witnessed, and they've re-signed them both. So we're in for version three of this again. Like, it was a great opportunity to give something young. Like, surely they could have picked someone from IndyCar or if they wanted to push that American style. Yeah, what's that guy's name? The one that tested? Was his name Scott Speed? Yeah, anything. Like, Was that the guy in IndyCar? I, I don't know remember. what the benefit is, though, of just going with the same guys again when you've just had inconsistency for two years and just headaches. It, it seemed like an opportunity. Yeah. Like, why not shake it up for this last year of these regs? Take a punt on something different. But the thing Fish. we know about Haas is when they first came into the sport, they basically said, we're going to bolt on as much as that Ferrari as they are going to give us and yep. we'll work, use that as a base. Now, we spoke about last year they didn't have their factories in order. They were trying to run it from three different places around the world. I haven't heard anything or know anything on whether or not that's changed. You would hope there's been some progression in that off-track type of thing. But ultimately, they're going to have to get their whole workshop coming out of America. Now, Mm -hmm. logistically, that's going to be a pain in the ass for them. Yep. But But even small teams like we've got... Force well, India are running out of a small space, but they're all together. Yeah. And you just see Who? a bit more clarity with what they're trying Who? to do. Uh, sorry, Who? I don't know. Future Aston, Future, uh, whatever yeah, they're called. That's a story. <laughs> Stroll Martin. Yeah. Stroll. Yeah. Boy, they should just call it Stroll last. Racing. That'd be easier. <laughs> Wouldn't it? And, yeah, and this rebadge all the Aston Martin Stroll. Yeah. <laughs> he probably would have enough money to do that. Got that draw on merit, too. On merit. On merit. But, Bullshit. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Daddy, you get all your girlfriends on merit camp, and it just doesn't happen. Uh, all right, well, let's talk, let's talk about McLaren, mate. McLaren looks pretty schmick this year. They've done the Ferrari from 2018 to 19 by going matte with their uh, with the colour, with the papaya orange, which I love, and they've gone old school with the numbers too, which is very, very good. I think this year... They might even be up around the Ferrari camp. If you're talking about Red Bull being strong, and obviously we're not talking about Mercedes because they'll probably dominate again, but Red Bull, I think you're right, will be stronger. Ferrari is still messing around. If McLaren can yeah, find those extra couple, of seconds, head, <laughs> extra couple of seconds from last year, but if you look at the progression, we all know that McLaren's my favourite team. Shit, I'm really just pointing that out to be really obvious now, aren't I? But if yeah. you look at the progression from 2018 to 19, if you can get that again or even half of that again, you're up there happen, towards the, the back of the top three. Mate, every, every racetrack, we're talking about 
they're finishing consistently a minute behind the top the top three teams on a racetrack. And when you equate that, that generally works out to be a second a lap of race pace and more. There's no way they're going to make that jump in the next year. Like, it's just not going to happen. Maybe when they get that Merc motor in there, but with a Renault in the back of it, I mean, their progression, they're a good team. They'll probably top the midfield again, but they're not going to make the same leap that they made from last year, sorry, from 2017, mm. 18, 19 into this year. It's just not going to happen. I just wonder if it's actually what they're going to be going for. I think they're going to put more of their energy into the future. I think Zach is going to be looking too far ahead and go, you know what, let's kind of cut our losses and just coast somewhat through this year, put all of their energy in the basket of the new regulations coming through when we've got a new engine, when we've got all these kind of things. I think it's just like a don't change too much, just stick with it, kind of get through this year and then we'll we'll uh, push really hard. If they can improve in a car and chassis area like from last year, improve on track, we're not going to see much of a difference. That'll be a tick in the box for them and they can set themselves and be primed for that 2021 yep. season. I think the big yep. thing for them is they're going to have to look at their drivers. So they're going to ha- they've got Carlos Sainz already in conversations like now before the season's even started about what he's doing. And he said he's like, he's not making any decisions. He's going to just drive really well. And like we all kind of were in agreement. He was probably the best of the rest last year driver-wise. He was really, really good. Got the most out of that car whenever he could. I put, think... Put, puts Lando in a tough position. Yep. I mean, he Doesn't deserves it? a driving. in... He deserves a drive in F1. Yep. But if Carlos has a year like he did last year, McLaren, he's going to be his number one. Now, Lando in the racing wasn't as good as Carlos last year. I know qualifying yeah. was even at the end or mm-hmm. Lando won by and one. And Lando but... was unlucky and like, we'll admit he was <clears> unlucky <throat> more than Carlos, but they were both pretty even. I mean, but there's talks of Seb going back to going to McLaren for 2021, so there may be, you know, Vettel's on that down downhill slide. And Alonso's always going to come back, so we've got to think about that too. <laughs> well, no, because if he comes back to McLaren, they'll go straight to the back of the grid like every other team that he's ever dro- driven for. Look, I look, I appreciate both of your points. You're both wrong. McLaren will end up being Constructors' Champion this year and Carlos Sainz will win the World Cup. World Cup. He'll just, he's going to he's 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 cross codes into and he's going to play in the rugby and like football. Now. World champions. Uh, I think I've seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was on Disney. Good. Good. Look, Fernando Fernando has be, has told the media that he is in conversations in for 2021. So I can only assume he's going to Williams. No, I can only assume he's going to Williams because no one gives a crap about him in the in the grid anymore except for for them. But look, I think it's going to be interesting. Mate, it, don't it depends. Worry, Zach Brown loves him. It depends Zach on Brown. what. For for McLaren, it, it depends on what the two key people who will and we'll uh, we'll talk about this in just a moment. But the silly season is all about Daniel Ricciardo and Seb Vettel. Whatever those two people do will dictate really the rest of the grid mm. who aren't locked in already. Yeah. So people well, like just quickly because um, you've locked in Leclerc and you've locked in Verstappen. Well, exactly right. That's my point. So Leclerc, yeah, yeah. it's done. Verstappen, yeah, he's Red Bull. That's that's totally fine. You've got. Um, Lewis is going to re-sign, but Valtteri's up at the end. Uh, Checo for Racing Point is is there, and Stroll will be there forever. And <laughs> Alpha Tori, well, yes, I mean, there's three. Realistically, Alpha Romeo is at an open slather unless Kimi just drives there forever until he's fifty, just to prove the point. Haas, is, mm. they'll both go and potentially find new people. Uh, McLaren, I think Carlos is fine, but potentially. Either Seb comes in or maybe Seb and Daniel Rick come in and completely turn McLaren into Red Bull from five, six years ago. Racing points, fine. Red Bull, yeah. I mean, I don't think Albon will stay. I think someone else will come in and Albon might find his way somewhere else in the field. Same with Renault. I mean, you've got Ocon. Like, there's so back. many things. Well, yeah, they might They might too. Who knows? Anyway, it's it's yeah. just really – It, but I think it really depends on Daniel Rick and depends on Seb Vettel. So, you're right. If, if Seb, yeah. Seb comes oh. across to McLaren – I mean, that's a very Alonso thing to do, but I think he would handle it yeah. better than what Alonso did. I think we'll know earlier about what Vettel's going to do. I wonder. Like the first five yeah. or six races, we're going to see that relationship between him yeah. and Leclerc and how Ferrari's treating each of them. Yeah. Now, if Seb gets into one of his very German moods that <laughs> tends to happen sometimes, you know, bad <laughs> attitudes, 
I reckon that'll suggest a whole lot of stuff going on in the background. And uh, is that what happened? Mr. Adolf had a bad, a bad attitude one day, just one day. <laughs> Dude, that's terrible. <laughs> it's just a bad attitude. He's fine. Nah, don't worry about it. Jeez. <laughs> One thing can be certain, no boys. Once, yeah, no. One thing can be certain: Sebville and Charlotte Claire will not have a good relationship. By, let's just call it Vietnam. That's I genuinely think that race three, three. race three. Yeah. If Vettel doesn't get a podium within the first five or six races, I reckon he is out. I don't think that they'll want him back. I reckon they'll start moving him. Yeah, it's funny, but I early. It's funny though because I think. They'll probably come to that. I mean, he knows that, right? He's seen this before, yeah. time and time again. This is what Ferrari do, so he's fully aware of that. So I would, or I'd be betting that he's thinking about next moves already, which is probably why there's talk around the paddock about McLaren because his manager would be yep. talking to as many teams as possible, and he is. I mean, he's not worth the money that they're paying him at the moment, but he is a great driver, and he's got a lot of oh, good yeah. knowledge from Red Bull and from Ferrari. So he'd be very valuable. Yep. I mean, not that that really matters, I guess, going into 2021 and new regulations, but it's just, you know, he, he's a valuable driver, much like Kimi is. I mean, and Kimi left Ferrari and then came back again. So who knows? Yeah, but Kimi's the best. Kimi is the best. Okay, let's talk about Mercedes. <laughs> All right, that was good. Uh, let's talk about um, Racing Point, Sport, <laughs> Pisa, Force India, Tyrrell. Um, Aston, Jordan, I should say. Um, Aston Stroll, Stroll Martin. Uh, no, we can talk Stroll about Mercedes. Martin, I like that. <laughs> Stroll Martin's probably where it's at. So let's talk about Mercedes very quickly. Lewis Hamilton will sign again, probably for a multi-year contract. He pushed a lot yeah, of this. kind of up to him. Well, he pushed a lot yeah. of this narrative that, oh, well, Toto and I are talking in January about our contract, blah, 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 blah. I mean, there's rumors about $368 million contracts going around for him. <laughs> now, Ooh. I mean. Well, that's because, the, that's because next year salaries are going to skyrocket because of the cap on the teams and what they can spend and drivers and three of the top tier level team managers are yeah. not included in that gap. So I think Mercedes could, you know, they could end up paying it mm. and it'd be Lewis. We know he's not going to turn in a check like that. <laughs> <laughs> no. And he, like but the he thing doesn't. is for him, like he knows this team, right? He can bitch to the cows come home. They know how to deal with him. I think if he skipped across to someone like Ferrari and he was precious, they'd be like, okay, we are checking. No, we don't care. <laughs> okay. Why are you not winning? <laughs> just be, that would yeah. be it for him. Um, yeah. So I, I just don't, you know, he's he's there until he retires. I mean, yes, the people are like, oh, he wants to go to Ferrari, but I think Ferrari would be better placed having someone like Ricardo. And when I said this at the end of last year, or like even an Ocon or or someone younger that, yeah. or a Carlos Sainz who ha- he's got a future in the sport and they can grow him. I mean, like Charlotte, they've already got one of those, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I think he's staying around. But I think Bottas, Bottas, sort of. I mean, he can potentially go to any almost any team at the end of this year because I Bot, doubt that they're going to extend him. Bottas is a Bottas is a good number two at Ferrari for whoever they choose. Bottas is a good number two, full stop. Yeah, he is. I hope I hope for him that he comes out, <coughs> wins Melbourne again. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I hope he wins. You know, three out of the first six and puts himself in contention. And Lewis yep. is a notoriously slow starter to the year. Yeah, and if he can. You know, play some of those mental games. Mm, like Rosberg did. Out of the car, get Hamilton off his game and say, you know, to say little things in the media like, this guy's chasing the all-time record in race wins and yeah. to equal the greatest of all time. I don't, I'm here and I'm going to stop him doing it. I don't think yeah. he's that good. That that They're the sort of things mm. to get Hamilton in that in that rib region. Which that is when we like hurt. watching Hamilton race as well. Yeah, because he eventually picks himself up and dominates and yeah. does crazy awesome things. Yeah. But uh, I just can't see I can't see Lewis going anywhere until he's secured that record. I just can't think I can't see him changing up to do it. I think if he gets it, then he might go, oh, I'll have a bit of a twilight at Ferrari for a bit of fun. Like man, he's had he's been with that team since he was fourteen years old. So yeah. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think the rest well, is just noise. Well, we can sort of be sure that Mercedes is going to dominate again this year, um, which mm-hmm. is why I'm looking forward to whoever comes second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth 
and seventh and eighth and ninth and tenth and really anyone else in the marshals on the track and everyone else is more interesting to me than Mercedes is for, <laughs> for 2020, to be fair. Anyway, all right. Uh, no, I'm excited oh, for the sandbagging of them uh, pretending they're not no, good at, how, at practice. How good's their livery too? <laughs> it's got a red hat. It's red cool. hat. Oh, I like that. That's a, that's a, that's a good send-off to Nicky. I like it. That's a good send-off to Nicky. Yeah, I like that. But I no, like hang on. No, the red year. hat's nothing to do with Nicky. There's one little red star for Nicky. It's their new sponsor, the Ineos sponsor, that it, it, all of the, oh, well, the football teams. They could at least teams. dress it up and said it was for Nicky. No, the, wow. a, it's, it's purely sponsorship. That's it. Now Nicky's got this little red star, which I think is brilliant. Absolutely should always be mm. there, to be to be honest, for yeah. Mercedes. I think that's really important. But it's definitely nothing to do with his red hat. Lots of people are saying that. It's not. It's definitely the sponsorship. Looks ridiculous. Let's move <laughs> on. Uh, let's talk about Jordan. <laughs> sorry, uh, Force India. Sorry, Sport Pisa raising, I mean, raising, I mean, Stroll Martin. Um, Man. Well, their car right. got l- leaked. <laughs> the launch photos from Austria. Um, with the background, and the, the background Clearly looks pretty in the car. Yeah. Clearly their IT technical department is as good as their on-track yeah. technical department. Mm. Are you in charge of their much, IT much, department? Much more pink. <laughs> yeah, it's me. I could do a better job, I reckon. Yeah, this Could is you? the guy who's using his and iPad. Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, I, I'm, I've just figured out how to use a Roadcaster, Reaper. I'm, mate, I'm on you top are, of this technology. You're a tech guy. wizard. You're a tech wizard. Stop That's ragging on me, you the one, the one, The one thing I would always call you is a tech wizard. It's a tech yeah. wizard? <laughs> Dickhead. That's the, oh, I can't that's remember. That's the T stands for in top of the Jeez, nothing's changed since 2019, boys. Still getting ragged on. <laughs> Mate, nothing's been changed since birth for you. Uh, red, so there's nothing interesting to talk about Racing Point because they'll really be, not at all. Look, let's talk hey, about hey, it when that becomes Aston Martin. That's going to be cool. Don't. If hey, they go mate. British Racing Green and Aston Martin, I'm in. Yeah, that'll look good. Oh, like, oh, come like on, a camouflage version oh, of that for pre-season oh, testing. That would. <laughs> I could jump on that team I'm, if they I'm, did that. Sign me up. I'll get a, I'll get a know, trench coat I like Camby. Yeah. I think they will. They will get. So much more support as soon as they don that Aston colour and that badge. Oh. They're gonna just they'll have more money because more people are want like who cares about this pink this bright pink team? BWT will just have to shove it and accept that they're not gonna have a pink car and they won't really care anyway. Aston well, yeah. Martin back so on the grid, so, it's gonna just, be look delightful. Just so we get this right, Stroll's consortium has bought a twenty seven percent stake in Aston Martin. He's itself. not mucking around. Mate, he's obviously got some clear direction on this. Yeah, motoring Here industry and where it's going to go. Mm. And I would suggest he's probably looking 10, 15 years down the track for hybrid supercars or battery-powered supercars, and he's going, there's going to be a ton of money to be yep. made in this, and this is the time to do it. Well, especially when the UK, where Aston is based, yeah. is outlawing all hybrids, all petrol-powered by 2035, I think it is. Really? There's I didn't no know that. all-electric. So this is well, by the a, government. Here's a bit of a curveball for you. What what happens no, if Boris Aston Johnson Martin didn't do that? Did he? What happens if Aston Martin can get Adrian Newey across? Yeah, because Ooh, he's working on the Valkyrie, right? And yeah. and we saw him jump from McLaren to Red Bull in fairly mm. similar circumstances when Jaguar became Red Bull and. Christian Horner mm. was like, hey, I need someone, like, a new team, can you, like, same deal with Aston. Like, it's, it think it's something that can potentially draw some good talent from around there because it's the banner name, it's that constructor mm. name that people really, really want. Uh, but until that point, it, you are boring and I just I, don't care. I don't, I, I don't think Newey would make a decision with that, with yeah. the guy like Checo and... The other one in the in the other seat, you know. <laughs> like, he ain't going to make that decision. He's going to go, right, you're going to get two world-class drivers before I even think about jumping. Totally. I think what we can hope is that eventually Stroll figures out that his son, like Junior Stroll, is not good enough and he puts him in like some kind of GT series with an Aston there and he can play in an Aston and give the Formula 1 seat back to someone who deserves it. I mean, I, I really... I held off on him last year. He's my new whipping boy this year, oh, Mr. Stroll. Oh, it's been called. He's the, Big call. Well, he is the easiest target because of his dad. His dad's got money. So easy. But when his dad comes out and says things like, oh, my son got the drive on merit, it's like, yeah, no. Asking you asking for it. In F2 and F3, you basically bought teams so that he got the drive with the best cars. And, yes, he did perform. And he's driving in F1. He's not stupid nah. behind a wheel. The kid can drive, but he's not... He's not there on merit. 
Needs He's to not get an into his first driver, two. Right? No, nah, but never needs to get be. into his first two years at Williams. His dad put in fifty million pound a oh. year each year, and then the third year he's like, right, we're going to buy a whole race team, and now he's like, <laughs> I'm going to buy the biggest brand ever, and you know, hopefully gift my son a world championship at some stage. When he comes out and says things like, "Oh, he got it on merit," it's like, come on, mate. You're I mean, what a dad, a- though. Let's be honest, pretty good. And good on him for yeah. back. And he's an easy target, so I'm not going to rag on him in the sense that his dad's loaded. I'm going to strictly leave it to on-track performance yep. and his media performance. I love that we have terrible. to have clear terrible. definitions big silk. for yeah. your whipping boy and what you're going to attack yeah. and what oh, you're look, not going to attack. I love it. I love I it. Look, I just it's an easy target ragging on him because his dad's loaded. I mean, it's... Everyone said it. It's an easy gag. I'm going to leave it to strictly on track. I just wonder if you're going too early and you haven't even seen Latifi go. I reckon he could be a whipping boy. He's got a lot of money he's bringing to Williams. I think that's why he got a drive. Yeah, well, yep. Williams always has one paid driver and one, yep. you know, one paid to pay to drive yeah, driver. You might have gone early on your whipping boy. Latifi might need a fair whipping. No, I'm sticking with Stroll. <laughs> All right, let's he's gone early. Let's move no to No one's driven a car yet, but he's whipping. Let's we know what we're going to get from Stroll. He's going to perform one or two races of the year, and the rest of the year he's going to be shit. Qualifying, he's going to be shit. Like, <laughs> whipping boy, done. All right. Locked in. <laughs> Pierre Gasly is very happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) What is it, 1996 in your mind constantly? (laughs) Tommy's lost it. it. Tommy's lost it. Oh, oh, good. For those of you who are from Australia listening, Larry Ender supports that point because everyone's forgotten who he is. Uh, Red Bull. Bob Barker, the American version. Price Red- is wrong, bitch. Re- <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Red Bull quickly. Come on, before we before we lose ourselves into really shitty TV. Uh, look, Alex Albon, <laughs> obviously only this year uh, signed. Maxi's signed for a couple of years, which is great, and he's a he's a great talent. We've said that many many times. What do you think the direction is really for Red Bull this year, Camp? You mentioned that. You reckon they're going to be punching around for second? Tommy, what are your thoughts? Are you thinking that they've got enough oh, to push over? I reckon they're the challenger. I genuinely reckon. I think because yeah. we've had such a lack of changes in regulations that they're going to come out much hotter than they usually do each season. There's not going to be this fact-finding for five races. They're coming out hot because they've, they're just building on last year's car. There's nothing changed that they need to really tweak that heavily. I just think they're going to do that. Max is going to come out with a man on a mission because he was probably on – on talent, the best driver last year. Oh, looks excited too. Yeah, he's, he's ready. Yeah, he's I really ready think to he's going to challenge. And it's, but it's I a good I'm, thing. That's a really good oh, thing yeah. for, for him because it was kind of like, I mean, people like, oh, well, is, was he going to go? Is he, like Mercedes was this big looming thing, especially with Valtteri, um, not confirmed for so long for 2020. So now that that's all been tidied up and, and squared away, yeah, he's had the whole, this whole preseason ready to, push for for 2020 but also for 2021 because I think you're right camping the fact and Tommy both of you the fact that they've done a lot of work leading up to this point but also with people like Adrian Newey on the team already for 2021 like they're just going to absolutely smash it and they'll be smashed early I I honestly think Mercedes wins the championship this year in saying that if they're 5% off on a weekend they make the mistakes they're not going to have the buffer that they've had. No. And that's where I just think there's a world out Red there. Red Bull and Max Verstappen. Yeah. They sneak in. Oh, mate. Cheeky championship in this middle ground where everyone's thinking too far in the future. They catch sleeping and then Red Bull sneak in for but a also, championship. But also, like you've got I Honda now have had a races. full year. And Honda mm. performed really well last year. So they would have taken all that data and everything else that they've yeah. they captured and will come back with a better engine and power mm. unit this year. And I think that's going to be the kicker yeah. for Red Bull. Having having said that, from what we've seen and what we've heard from the Red Bull design, it is much tighter and the cooling is going to be a lot of that's going to go on Honda to make sure they can keep that engine cool and reliable because they've really tightened up that package of the chassis. Yeah, it's slick. It's slick. So... It, is, it kind of rests a lot on Honda, actually. If they can keep that engine reliable and they're not getting DNS from engine failures and those kind of things, I reckon they'll be in it. Yeah. Look, the team works better right. when they're not being berated by Fernando Alonso every three and a half minutes. So <laughs> I Weird. think that's going to be that's a good thing. Leadership Weird. style? <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> oh, can't be. That's what you've yeah. been doing wrong. 
mate. Big shout out to Alonso as well. Over the mid, over the break, he uh, he was in the Dakar, won five sta- or three stages on debut. Star. Yeah, but he lost to Carlos Sainz. Senior. Senior. <laughs> like, come on. Come on, mate. Carlos Sainz, you, you are a legend. He's a bit of a boss. You are, you are bloody welcome on this podcast oh. and in our favourite bloody oh. paddock forever because you are a legend, sir. Oh. The, the ignorance of our host, Tommy T, staggers me every week. <laughs> Mr. Know-it-all, male flight attendant, the super bitchy one up the front when you walk on, just looks you up and there and says, you're not my type of person. Not dealing with you, the ignorance level on you, mate, is next level. You need to sort yourself out, son. Because I'm tipping. <laughs> no. Sir, well, nah, good on you, Oliver, Oliver, sir, maybe one you day you'll find a, your a race series that you're good at. Are coming. <laughs> Look, just be just be patient, all right? The passengers around you, like you've got the whole row of seats to yourself, by the way, but that's because you can't fit into one. It's coming. Just call your oh, jets. Oh, the, the glass house in which you live, Mr. Baldwin, <laughs> staggers me. Delightful up here, uh, Tommy. You're welcome anytime. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's let's talk about uh, Alex Albon. So he's had he had a massive disappointment in Brazil, and you know, come on, Lewis, just sort it out. But he shouldn't have left the door open. Many many different comments. What do you think his attitude would have been over the uh, this? Christmas break coming into for, for 2020. Like he's had a couple of races to prove himself. He still wasn't as good as Verstappen, certainly performed better at, out of the gate than Gasly did. Do you think mm. we will see him perform better again in the first couple of races or do you think it's going to take him a little bit of time to really sort of lean into the car again? I think that's what he's been doing all off-season. I reckon he will have not got out of that simulator. He will be working so hard with the team because he knows how important it is to come out flying. I don't reckon he's mucking around. I think yeah, you're right. Uh, and that, got, that's exciting. He, he, he's in the same position that Pierre Gasly was at this time last year. He's got six races to prove his yep. worth. They'll give him half a year, but they're not going to give him a full year yep. or they'll bring Kvyat back up. Yep. In saying that, I don't think he's going to push – Verstappen like they wanted to push Verstappen. No. But if Red Bull's car is there or thereabouts, he's got the chance to get those three or four podiums in the first 10 races, which Gasly didn't have last year. And if he gets those three or four podiums, that'll... That'll guarantee him the seat for the rest of the year and then Red yeah. Bull's got a decision to I make. think a fail for him would be coming in six or below. If he if he needs to be hitting fourths, thirds. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I think that's a really good point. Because like what last year was, was like that Red Bull car was the sixth best car. So six makes sense. He yeah. needs to improve on that. Yeah, certainly. Well, look, I'm. I think you're right, Tommy. I think. I mean, everyone will have worked hard, except for Kimmy, over the. He would have worked on his <laughs> his beer belly probably. But <laughs> you've got people like Lando knowing that this is the year he needs to prove himself. And as you say, I mean, I think if Alex doesn't pull it off in the, that podium in the first couple of races, that he's really should be looking over his shoulder. But I mean. You know, is Kvyat going to be ready enough? There's so many thought processes to go with that with Helen Marco thinking about it. But I, I hope, though, in the first three races at least, and especially Vietnam, that Albon yeah. can get onto a podium. I think that would be really, really great for, for everyone and mm. good for his mental health as well because at the end of the day, they're all just people, um, except for Campy, who's not a person. He is just a dickhead. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> Renault. Uh, it's going to be an interesting year with uh, the arrival back of Ocon. Oh. Yeah, he's gonna get he's gonna get shown up as a second rate driver. I'm afraid. Again, rewatching the Netflix series from the previous year, Ocon's a little bit spoiled. I like him, but man, he's he needs to shut up. Right, how good was it when Verstappen was gonna knock him in the pits in Brazil? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so and he and he yeah. ran away too. He doesn't have a spawn. What what I hope <laughs> is we come out, we've got some really He is French Cavy. Come on, mate. There's a joke in there, surely. Yeah. Yeah. This is an Australian podcast said, well, and you didn't even pick up on Tommy that. Tommy already what? went to World War Two in this podcast. <laughs> I don't want to go back there. <laughs> I think what we want to see is good competition, but we want obviously Danny Rick's gonna stand on top of him. Like, yeah, I think so. I I am really worried about Renault this year though. I think they over promise and under deliver all the time and they've like Cyril has made some big, big statements in this off season mm. and I I'm worried. I I could see them drop back, you know, to the third or fourth worst car on the grid. 
Yeah, reliability <laughs> last year was really painful to watch. I think hopefully Danny's been around long enough to actually have some input into the car and how he wants it, how he can drive it. Like things yeah. like the brakes last year, he's like, I just got no trust in these braking systems. Yeah. Things yeah. like that. He needs brakes if he's going to take some daring moves, which is exactly what we want from him. So you hope he's competing and... Danny Rick will drive the pants off whatever he's got. Totally. I am just worried that that car's not going to be up to scratch when you yep. hear... When I look at teams like McLaren and Alpha Tori, I just... I, I, I'm I'm really worried yep. that they'll drop back even further down the grid. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, I think this year is definitely not going to be his year and they've already come out and said, oh, well, look, you know, we've kind of been looking at 2021 and all that sort of other stuff. I mean, Danny Rick is not staying. He's not staying at Renault. Yeah. Let us, no, that's 100% no. certain. My concern yeah. is as well when it comes to qualifying is that that loss of half to one to two seconds, depending on who he's competing against in the grid, means that he's not in the top six and he's in the, the bottom six, you just can't punch through that traffic because most yeah. of these cars are around yeah. the same sort of spec and pace when, when you're in traffic. Right. And that's where he's going to sit and, and not, not, not shine. I think you're right. Like he's going to drive the absolute pants off it. Like he always will, but it is be disappointing for him. I don't, I think rather not being up the front, but it's going to set him up for 2021 really, really well. He's still a young dude, right? Mm. He's going to be 31 at the end of the year. So you look at people like Kimmy who's turned 40. He's got at least another nine years if he wants it. That's a long time to get a couple of championships under his belt. And it's just about which team he chooses next to to do that. Because I think really in the next two years is when, uh, when, I mean 2021 and 2022, is when he needs to pull a championship out of the bag uh, for him, but also for everyone else to not be a a doubter. Because we all know that he's an amazing person. All right, let's talk about Williams. I, I think you're right. I think Alpha Tauri or Tori, let's, yep, okay, whatever. Uh, Toro Rosso <laughs> and the Williams are the best looking cars on the grid this year. Uh, yeah. And we spoke about Latifi coming up. And of course, uh, Latifi wasn't the best driver in F2 last year. And he was very much a, a stroll in terms of coming in. But that being said, he still has time to prove himself or time to overtake Stroll and be Campy's whipping boy. Uh, boys, George Russell, though, <laughs> still around and still working incredibly hard. Uh, he's a good person for Mercedes come 2021, I think, in yeah. terms of that junior category. And I think you'll see Ocon maybe just fading away a little bit, especially if Toto Wolff doesn't end up staying in that team management position. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. I just think the attitude of Russell is what Mercedes want. Oh, he's, he's... He's much more their kind of guy. Mate, he's a marketer's dream. Yeah. He, he, when I say dream, I don't mean... He's Tell me more, Campy. You're saying he's a heartthrob, aren't you? You're saying oh. he's a heartthrob. No, he's, stri- he's, the, he's just on the straight and narrow. The way he presents himself and holds himself is what bosses want. Yeah. Like, and he didn't you know, get bitchy, did he, with Williams? That's not even something that they... It's, there's yeah. not even something they talk about. It's yeah. like they don't even consider it because it's... He's that bland of a guy. I don't mean that in a bad way. It's a good way for that. He's never an issue. You're not worried. You're not worried. He's not going to end up in some country drunk with, yeah. Yeah, whereas you get a guy like Kimmy or you get Seb, (laughs) at some stage, you know, you're going to have to deal with with, with Seb a a bad attitude or Kimmy. Yeah. Kimmy's got pissed and mouthed off at someone. (laughs) Which the fans love. More of that. You know, that that has to be a tension at some level when the amount of money that's flying around in this sport. I hate hate for it to be PC, but it is going that way and it's probably going to get worse. That's what sponsors want, unfortunately. Yep. Not that sponsors should dictate any of that, but, no, but for an organisation looking at a guy like Russell, you go, he's, he's a dream. He's perfect. Yeah. And you'd take him over Ocon. Yeah. I think you're right. So let's I mean, that's, that's, but that's, I think that's the, the whole play for Mercedes. The long game was, yes, okay, we promised Ocon a seat. And that was annoying when Renault, it all sort of last year ended up that Ocon was without one. But certainly you're right. Tommy T looking at Drive to Survive season one and just how bitchy he was the entire time. Like, don't get me wrong. The kids worked hard and his parents have sacrificed a lot and all yeah. of that stuff. Like, the, the story is real. But I think now that he's totally. here, it's like, well, and especially, like, it took a while for Daniel Rick to get used to the Renault, right? It's going to take longer for Ocon to get used to the Renault, especially if he's been driving, A, the Mercedes, and be the racing point before mm. it. Like, completely different setup, different motor, all of that sort of other stuff. At least... Danny Rick jump from an, a Renault powered Red Bull to a Renault powered Renault. There's some yeah, consistency I there. Think, 
I don't think Danny gets enough credit for how humbly he did that. Like, that is not an easy thing to do, to go to a completely different team from, like, a top team down to the shit show that is Renault and to just take it in his stride. He dealt with a bunch of shit. I feel like Ocon, given the same situation, will blow up and will know all about it. Yeah, and I think that's what we talked about George Russell a lot when it comes to Williams. Like, in the press conferences, he he was still consistent and you know like yeah it was tough and but i'm pretty happy with how i performed today and yes he was racing robert really more than anyone else but he got up he said all the right things and he wasn't bitchy and going oh williams need to be better and like can we just sort of like yes of course they need to be better like that's Mm. it goes without being said but he still drove the pants off the car considering how slow it was and i think if you put any of the other new drivers so i'm talking about like put lando in there he put alex in the same car george might be the best driver out of the three of them I think so. Like natural craft, I think. And from what we've heard other drivers say, like he is one of the ones tweaking the hardest every single corner, every single lap, brake biases, all these kind of things. Like to the level of Lewis, what we hear about him, like tweaking the absolute crap out of his laps, George is on the same level of like absolutely honing that lap. So interesting. And I think it's going to be an interesting thing because of, you know, Lewis jumped straight into McLaren when McLaren was at a at a peak. So he was able to perform and win some races in his first year. And that was really great. George has got a hard road, right? Being right at the very mm. back of the grid. If he gets into a car towards the front and he's as humble as he is now, oh, the dude's going to just go forever. Like he's going to be that Lewis mentality without being a Lewis mentality, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Oh, we love Lewis because he's humble. I just think you'll join that list of uh, well-accomplished British drivers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like, think about how big the market is in the UK. Yeah. Having him in a big car is going to be worth some dollars. Yeah, I'm not even saying if he gets the like, gets the results or the, the championships or the amount of wins, but Britain has this long tradition of a really good F1 driver in the sport at all, all times. times. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think he's probably he's probably that next one to come up yep. and and sustain himself over the next ten to twelve years as well. So yeah, well, it's great for him. And yes, we'll see what Latifi does, and we'll see indeed what Claire Williams does for for this year as well, and just where exactly they sit and how she manages twenty twenty. Her brother should take if she fails this year. I reckon her brother should take over. That will be a whole thing, man. Daddy's golden child failed. <laughs> Let's get the black duck of the family in. Get him for a win. <laughs> Employs Kimmy and and someone else, I don't know, gets some other really random drunk dude. You can have Stroll and then you can have an all-Canadian driver lineup. There you go. No, oh, thanks. Oh, there we go. Now we're talking. They can Goodness. move to Canada, the whole team. Williams. Mate, Williams will become the Aston Martin Racing Point Canada Maple Leafs. Love it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just change it. Canucks. Change change the names to Williams, eh? All right. So, uh, Williams, A. Williams, A. Um, (laughs) We spoke a little bit briefly about what 2021 holds, but let's just cycle back on this now. So, that's what we're thinking about the the teams for for this year. But the silly season's already begun. We've got news to cover. We've got news to cover. It's not a lot. It's it's. We've heard that China's been cancelled for now. Cancelled? Well, why, why did they cancel it? There's a virus outbreak, in case you're wondering, Camby. Um, they call it the it's cor- called the coronavirus. They call it the coronavirus to build some hype, I reckon. You reckon? Oh, it's a marketing key. Give me a break. The real, the real plague coming out of China is communism, and everybody knows that. <laughs> but we're not a bloody political <laughs> po- podcast, so we're going to keep our mouth shut on that one. <laughs> Look, folks, he I'll warned back me. Up my point. The reason I'll why he doesn't it want it. Swarm re- flu, less than a thousand people. SARS, less than a thousand people. Coronavirus, a less than a thousand people. Communism, 80 million plus, mate. <laughs> oh, my God. The reason that he, Good. listeners, dear listeners, the reason that he didn't want to talk about <laughs> the next point, which was the driver silly season for 2021, is because before the podcast started, he said, I've got this really great thing about the coronavirus that I've been working on, sitting in the car, practicing by myself for the last three days. Can we talk about it? He clearly, got, he just, he got so upset that he hadn't said it already that it had to burst out. So uh, you're not right. wrong. You're, you're not wrong. Not- 
You're you not just, wrong. You just ruined my whole joke. And that's a lie, by the way. That's total crap. That was off the cuff, wasn't it, Kirby? Off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> yes. Oh, yeah. boys. You are oh. comedic, comedic genius. <laughs> wow. So no, that's, what gonna, that's what I promise to give you one of those every week. We're just going to shit stir a bit more, not be so politically correct. Everyone's here for a bit of banter. We don't take ourselves I, too seriously. I don't, I, take, I don't I promise, take myself too seriously, <laughs> Mr. Flight Attendant. I promise to bug your car and then play back all of the yes. edited jokes that you haven't said that yes, you just please. bugged up. And then I want to listen to you laugh yeah. at yourself because that's the kind of person yeah. that you are. Yeah. yeah. Come on, boys. I'll play the role. I'll play the role. You do. <laughs> do it well. Love you. You do. <laughs> Can we talk about the silly season now? Should we talk a little bit more about why China's been cancelled? Not China as a whole, although that maybe would probably help the situation, but the race itself. Yeah, they're going to reschedule it later on in the year, which is going to be tough to do. But I don't, I'm saying around Abu Dhabi, yeah, I don't, I don't, between Brazil and Abu Dhabi. I don't right? think we see it. I, I think, I think it's, it's easy to leave it out. I, think I mean, we've got Vietnam now, Imola right? stepped so. up and said they'd have a crack. Imola said they'd be happy to host for the year, Imola which would be kind of cool. Imola would say that, but we're not going <laughs> back there. <laughs> That'd be the Can most. No. <laughs> oh. That'd be the most boring track of the year. I don't know Zanderbilt's in there. Yeah, well, that's going to be a. That's going to be a parade. Oh, great for the Dutchies, but I tell you what, <laughs> oh, it's going to suck that track. Look, we've got two new tracks this year, anyway, right? So. It, yeah. Do we need to We're, shove China back in, like, really as, as a rate? Like, it's a nah. great circuit. No, I don't think it needs to have. If Look, no one cares about Formula 1 after Brazil. Abu Dhabi as a race is just boring and ridiculous. Oh, it's like, why it's do you useless. exist? Brazil is a natural yeah. end I know to Formula 1. It's money. Cash it's money. Middle Eastern money. Yeah. They'd be throwing... Hundreds of millions, probably not. Is there another big continent yeah. you'd like to have a crack at, Campy, while we're here? Oh, he's got a list. He's got yeah. a list next to his let's, laptop. Let's, I don't like Russia. I don't like Russia. Russia's yeah. cool. Yeah, we, <laughs> we know. <laughs> Who can we rag on? Who's been in the news lately? Who can we rag on? Let's not go there. <laughs> this is why we'll you're not the host there. of who, this podcast. Who can, I not, who, can I not, who can I not rag on is the real question. Boys. Yes, no one is. That's that's true. Yourself, maybe? Anyway, we're getting off, we're getting off topic. Drive to Survive Season 2 is out at the end of this month. Yeah. Uh, I'm bloody excited. I think it's going to be an interesting one. There seems to be a lot of focus on Daniel Ricciardo because obviously yeah. that was a massive thing out of uh, last oh, year's one. He was one. the best character other than Gunter uh, as well. Like, yeah, well, exactly Gunter, right. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he even we've, is being interviewed on American late night talk shows now. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. the, the dude is has yeah. got fame, and he's like, here's Daniel Ricciardo from Netflix's Drive to Survive. It's like, no, hang on, <laughs> from Netflix. <laughs> he, <laughs> Wait a second, yeah. Yeah. hang on. Hmm. Netflix uh, isn't paying forty three million dollars. I'm pretty sure. Be on Netflix. I'm pretty sure Formula One is older than America. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Obviously, yeah. not a thing. But uh, you know what I mean. It's like, it's good mm. that he as a as a good character, and he's, he plays. Like you do, Campy, he plays a little bit of the Australian character up as well, I think. And that's not a bad thing. I think I think he, think. He's just a natural on camera. Everyone just loves him. He's so relatable. But he changed management companies last year as well. And the management company that he went to is one of the biggest sports agencies in the world. It, it, from memory, Cristiano Ronaldo, um, that's the big name I can remember yeah, off the top of my name. head. It's probably the biggest name in right. Europe. But yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember who else. There's there's a ton of famous people yeah. on it. So they would be working behind the scenes yeah. very, very eagerly, I think, to get Danny Rick mm. in front of that American audience because they probably see him as a really good character oh. to be the face of F1 totally. for the next five years in America yep. while they're trying to expand over there because we've yeah. seen him trying to get this Miami race, there's talks mm-hmm. of New York, Miami's further down the line. But, yeah, I think, I think there'll be some, you know, yep. tr- quite strategic... But no, we're very excited for the Netflix special. I think we should, we're probably going to do a podcast, a uh, bit of a spoilers kind of review once we've all binged it in about a day. Yeah. We'll come back on and tell you what we think. 100%. I yeah, think that is po- a great after idea. testing, a few, yeah. few season predictions. <laughs> we have to get campy somehow sort of with Netflix. He's still got like a DVD player oh, attached to his TV. Come on. I'm not Fire up the dial up, boys. We're going to plug yeah. in the old modem. <laughs> Everyone, get off the phone. I'm using the internet. <laughs> no, I've got a MacBook Pro. Calm down. 
you bought a MacBook Pro to fit in, Gaffy. It's the only reason you didn't. You yes. said that to you me. You don't know what it does. Yeah. It's so I can go to the coffee shops and, you know, sit there with me like little hipster outfit on, just look like I'm, you know, part of the people. But <laughs> just wants to fit in, guys. I mean, well, I feel really good when I do it, too. <laughs> Boys. Oh, this is getting, it's getting better. Before it gets any Love better, it. though, uh, I think it's probably time to end there, boys. Uh, yes. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to doing 2020 with you both. I think it's going to be a bloody great year. Uh, I think it's, it's a great recap. Yes, we'll talk about how the cars look after testing. I think Mercedes will sandbag absolutely. Ferrari will look great and then perform absolutely terribly for the whole year. Dirt. Yep. Thank you, Billie Eilish. Uh, And we'll move move on uh, to talking about Daniel Ricciardo and where he's going to end up for for 2021, which is really the the main interesting thing for us for this year. But boys, it's always a pleasure. Very much looking forward to 2020 for the rest of it. We'll see you after testing and after Drive to Survive and we will catch you when you tune in next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.